Hi, my name's Harini. Hi, I'm Camille. And I'm Kelvina. We're also joined by two guests this week, Ken and Tom, and this is The News Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome back to the news podcast. This week's episode is about International Men's Day, which is something that is important for us to celebrate as a feminist podcast because feminism is gender equality and therefore it benefits people of all and any gender and especially as there is a huge crisis going on with men's mental health, which the COVID pandemic has only made worse. It is absolutely something that we need to talk about. To begin, what would you say is the most common problem that the men in your life come to you with? I think men generally maybe aren't as expressive of their feelings. But when I was on a welfare at Chad, which is the college that I was at um, in Durham, um, St. Chad's College, surprisingly, I got quite a lot of messages from guys not 100% understanding potentially why someone is being quiet, being a bit aloof and sort of expressing that and, and, and saying like, there's this guy and he's not really speaking about his feelings or he's not talking but I, I feel like there's something there and another time I think an awful awful time at, at Durham it was during Covid there was a, a thing going around online of some of the freshers who had started there was this guys group and it's all fine and sort of trigger warning for this but I think what they called it was something like bot the pig or something or trying to get with the like what they saw was the ugliest girl or something along those lines and it was an awful time and and I remember being and sort of not being able to sleep because it's just like how on earth is this happening how are we treating people like this how is there a group that's actually trying to get with someone based solely on the fact that they want to to make fun of them and and be horrible. I bring this up because, you know, with that horribleness, there was also a lot of really important guys who saw it as a problem. And there was one guy who got in contact with me and had been added to this group and said, like, this has been happening. It's awful, like, the messages that are on. And in that moment, you know, like, this guy had saw that it wasn't right and he'd expressed that. I think there's guys that do talk about how they're feeling. If they see a problem, they will talk about it. I guess following on from that, what is something that we as women can do to make our male friends feel more comfortable, but also larger institutions like schools and universities do to make men feel like they can open up about their emotions and talk about these problems? As a guy, I'm very expressive of my feelings and I think that is all down to the the family that I've got and the friends that I'm surrounded by. Having that safe space to open my emotions to is, is amazing. And so I think what women can do is is just sort of create that safe space guys might not be more willing to talk about how they feel but if they know that there's a safe space and if you're also open about how you're feeling you know you don't hold back to them as well because these relationships are two ways the friendship you want to be able to have that dialogue and that communication both ways and talk about it being aware that maybe they're not comfortable all the time about talking about it but that's okay as well as long as you're there if they ever do need you and you listen has there ever been a moment where you've spoken to someone overheard a conversation read the news or anything like that that has really brought the issue into sharp focus and you've thought yeah you know 100 percent, we need to change it for the better enough is enough we need to make change now. I think one of the big news stories at the moment is football. 
And one big issue that has come around is that there's not many gay football players. And this is a mixture of a lot of things. It might be because gay guys aren't generally wanting to play football. It is also, a lot of it is down to the fear of um, how the fans are going to react if there's going to be homophobic abuse during football games. You know, bans in countries, so like at the moment it's in the World Cup Qatar and not being able to wear the One Love armband because of the Qatar regime against LGBT like rights. There's been some really key uh, inspirational guys like Xander Murray. He is a Scottish football player who recently came out as the first Scottish gay guy. And that in itself is just crazy that he's a first. He's, you know, it's the first person. It's amazing that these people are feeling confident and coming out and standing up for the right that anybody should have to just love whoever they want to and it's it's crazy that we still live in a society where still in some countries or in by some people you know that's not allowed it's heartbreaking and that's a change that we need for men we need the support to lgbt people and hopefully then more people will come out that would be the the dream on the topic of mental health do you feel like men in general recognize when they are struggling with their mental health and make a sort of conscious choice to keep quiet about it or do you feel like men on the whole talk so little about mental health that they feel like it's normal to feel certain emotions so for example sort of pent-up anger and emptiness and loneliness i'd say it's like a combination of the two i think that like it is the case that men do talk very little about mental health and so men don't really know what to do with emotions because we handle emotions socially because we learn from our parents and friends you know sort of how to process them i think it goes into a cycle because like a healthy response to feeling lots of emotions would be to share them but it doesn't always feel natural I feel like one of the values of toxic masculinity is you have to be independent. You have to be decisive. And of course, like that can manifest itself as I don't want to ask anyone about this. Like I'm independent. I don't need any help because we don't talk about emotions a lot. And because, you know, we don't really know what to do with them. We also don't really know how to properly recognize when those emotions are, say, not normal or when to seek help. Do you have any advice, Ken and Tom, for men that are struggling with their mental health? When I was struggling with my mental health, I had two layers that were stopping me. And the first thing is that, am I really sad? Like, am I just tired? Am I just sleepy? And of course, that stops you from asking for help. But that can only go so far. And then the the next layer is, do I feel sad enough that I, to essentially, like, waste someone's time over me and you know if that's you then the one thing i would say is you're never gonna feel like you are sad enough to ask for help you're never gonna feel entitled to ask for help because that's just not something that we're brought up to feel at least in this you know today's capitalist society um but also as a man you never feel entitled to ask for help because of your emotions you know that's that's okay just try to work against that and ask for help and you know there are two possibilities if you need the help then good you ask for help and if you didn't need the help then that's fine it's perfectly okay to go up to someone and say hi i'm feeling these emotions i don't know if i need help I don't know if I'm actually feeling these emotions. I don't know if these emotions are exactly as I'm describing them. 
And that's just kind of something that you have to deal with if you're not perfect emotionally in tune with yourself, as I'm not, and I'm sure a lot of men aren't. Do you feel the same, Tom? Um, I think this is such a hard question because, you know, everybody's different and I'm incredibly different to maybe what people would consider the stereotypical man. But I think the main advice and the one that I follow is just speaking. It's so, it seems so sim- simple, but it is one of the hardest things you have to do when you've got, when you're struggling with your mental health is speaking about it and talking about it. So it's just about finding that person or those people that you can talk to. And it is just being honest and talking and being, and, and showing your vulnerability sometimes. Do you think that sometimes because men feel uncomfortable talking about their own pain it can hinder them from feeling connected or sympathetic to the pain of other individuals because i'm just wondering about um allyship quite often we see allies of the lgbt community or very often women both in real life but also like in parliament for example but also through film tropes for example you know the girl and the gay best friend equally things like caring about the environment is often quite feminized and is often something that has led to women feeling pressure to do something about the environment things like being vegan things like using non-disposable cleaning equipment bathroom equipment anything like that and a lot of men somehow seem like all of that caring about other people is somehow seen as, as emasculating as a member of the lgbt community i think i personally don't feel like it's like that. I mean, I don't worry about talking about my pain. And I think this is when everybody's individual, because I personally don't think it's really important that people do talk about it. I think there is that kind of side of it of like, you know, some guys are less like, you know, they don't want to complain, or they don't want to bring out their emotions, they don't want to be vulnerable, they don't want to be seen as be exposed. So I think it definitely can, and some people see it like that. And I think with the whole LGBT thing, I think there is you know maybe that side of it and it's something that I've worried about but also like a lot of people don't care and and which is amazing and you know I've had a lot of male best friends and people don't care as much as they they have in previous generations which is good in in my personal experience I mean I can't talk for everybody and I know everybody's um, having a different experiences with it, it might be more negative, especially in different countries, but also in different areas and bigger cities. I'm I'm from a rural background, but I don't think it should be girly because actually being strong is being vulnerable. I think that that's a really apt observation, to be honest. I do think that this sort of patriarchal capitalist image of, you know, an an individual isolated from society sort of feeling pain by themselves. Like, I think that that manifests itself in a lot of men. Um, And I think that that does affect a lot of instances of allyship, for example, a lot of climate change movements try to draw on emotions of community and sort of feeling like we are just part of an ecosystem and we wouldn't be able to view ourselves coherently without the context of the entire you know ecosystem that we make up and i think that really does affect emotions because as i said it seems like a lot of people think that emotions are sort of individualized that when you're a man and you suffer you suffer alone 
you know, of course, people mean that in value sort of way of a normative sense of if you're a man and you suffer, then you should suffer a lot. But I think there's a descriptive element to it as well. When people say when you're a man, you suffer alone, they're saying is the case that when people suffer, they suffer alone. And that's not really the case or that isn't always the case in that, you know, a lot of emotions and a lot of ways we deal with things, deepest parts of our subconscious, our defense mechanisms or our habits, they're all formed socially they're all formed with other people attachment styles for example of, of how people ask for affection or anything is is wholly determined by your relationship to your parents or your caregivers and i think that when you cut off that relationship when you say that oh i have to feel emotions with myself then you forget that when someone else has a problem you think oh they're feeling that on their own but in reality when someone else has a problem that's your problem as well that's everyone's problem because emotions aren't just localized and like they don't have any effect anywhere else we all make a big community and it doesn't make sense to think of just people without community so I, I think that really does affect men's feelings of responsibility regarding allyship I think especially allyship as well as climate change because you know an ally is someone who doesn't necessarily suffer from that mode of discrimination but you know they empathize with the struggle and, and they, they want to help out but when you have this very localized view of suffering and emotion emotions, you can make the call like, well, that's, that's not my problem. I'm not really affected. But in reality, you are and you should care. Talking about allyship, do you ever feel unwelcome to spaces like feminism as a community or, or women's marches, for example, feminist societies? I don't know. Um, because a lot of men do. And if the answer is yes, I can only speak for myself. But if it's, if it's reassuring at all, I love seeing men in feminist societies or International Women's Day marches. I know it really makes me feel like there are more men on my side than than it sometimes feels um so i hope that that isn't the case but i hope that you feel comfortable saying so if it is i wouldn't say i feel unwelcome in spaces with like feminism or women's marches but i would say that i guess i feel like i don't really belong not in like a sort of feminism hates men way not in that kind of way i i don't think that i feel like i don't belong I do think that this is sort of a personal feeling. It might be particular to me, but I'm not sure. I guess it's sort of related to I've chosen to come onto this podcast and record myself. I did kind of think about like, should I be doing this? Because if I go on to this podcast, or if I go to a women's march, like if you go like, oh, who goes to women's marches? Well, feminists go to women marches. I go to women marches. Therefore, I'm a feminist. I want to be a feminist. <laughs> like that's not a bad thing at all. But I think the reason why I feel sort of this sense of unbelonging is that I guess I feel like I don't like qualify as a feminist when there are women and men and children in Iran right now you know, marching and dying for liberation and freedom. And I remember when I was young and my older sister told me what feminism was. I think I was in primary school or something. And back then I thought, oh, feminism is just like when you think that women and men should have the same rights. As I've gotten older, I've sort of at least to me, feminism feels like it's not just believing that women and men should be equal, but doing things, campaigning for it, protesting for it, you know, doing things in order to make that a reality. And I guess the reason why I feel like I don't belong is I feel like, I guess, a bit of an imposter because I feel like I don't do enough. 
And what would you say it's like to be a male feminist in today's society? Do you feel like you can sort of open up about men's issues in this space comfortably? Or would you say it's difficult to strike a sort of balance between speaking up about the way in which men are victims of the patriarchy as well without taking away from women's issues within that space? Being a male feminist is really, really important because, you know, I think it's so easy for women to feel like guys can ignore it and and don't do anything about it. It's like a lot of things like straight allies and white people standing up for Black Lives Matter, showing that the side that isn't there affected but it still matters to you is actually something that really stands out and you can go like, actually, I'm not alone feeling like that. Someone who isn't in my position feels the same and actively is trying to, to help. Which men would you say have had the biggest influence on your life? I think this is a great question to end on for men's mental health. Of course, I, I can think of family members. So my dad is a massive influence on my life. And, he, he you know, he's very inspirational. He does, he does cycling and he, he shows that the hard work, dedication that he put into cycling was amazing. And so he really inspired me to work hard and, and try. Um, you know, he's amazing. My friend Sam at uni, he is really inspiring. He's he's very, he, when we were at uni, he was very involved in college. And, you know, any issues that anybody had in college, he was there and he was sorting it out. He, he had so much passion. And uh, when I think of, like, celebrities, I think there is some inspiration. Uh, you know, like that gay footballer, Xander Murray, he's really inspirational um, in coming out and and being confident in himself and, and showing young boys and any guys close to gay guys that it's it's fine to be who you want to be yeah that is such a lovely note to end it on but that is unfortunately all we have time for today thank you so so much ken and tom for coming on to talk about international men's day i really feel like i've learned a lot i hope that you guys have found it useful and informative too and i hope everyone listens in on our next episode If you have enjoyed our content and feel interested in also participating, you can send us an email at admin at newslondon.co.uk or DM us at news underscore LDN on Instagram. We also have a blog at www.newslondon.co.uk. That's all from us. This was the News Podcast.